0: Hey guys, welcome to Oracle Aura, a space to absorb information for your soul's vibration. My name is Jada and I will be your host today. So today I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. Our guest today, her name is Parita and you may know her from Instagram as at Tailored Art. She makes these beautiful collages and they're like these digital collages that she uses people's pictures to create and oh my god I just love her art. Well she posted a video not too long ago talking about her creative process and I was just in awe. So throughout this episode we'll be talking about spirit guides and angels and how to connect with yours. We'll also be getting into Parita's creative process and what that looks like for her And we'll also even be getting into our moon times, our periods, and how they sync up with the moon and how you can work with your natural ebbs and flows. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello, Parita. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been following you on Instagram for a little while now, and your artwork is so beautiful.
1: Oh, my goodness. Much love. Thank you so much for having me. I am
0: so very grateful to be here. Yes, absolutely. So, what really inspired me to reach out and, um, and ask you to come on the podcast was a video on your Instagram story of you talking about your creative process because I saw your beautiful collages that you make and they just really like spoke to me and felt inspiring to me but then I saw your creative process and I was like oh my god that makes so much sense now I understand why I was so like pulled to to your work um, so but first before we get into that I would like to just know a little bit more about you and what you do so you're a Reiki healer is that yeah so I am a certified
1: Reiki practitioner um, I am a mother I'm a wife uh, and a daughter and uh, I've been doing this now. Tailored art has been my venture, I guess, for the last year. And it's something that I think just, I, I say it's serendipity or the universe, and it just aligned me in this way that brought me to where I am now. And uh, yeah, so that's where I am. And I'm just enjoying the process and where it's taken me and all the amazing women that I've met around the world. And you know, that I continue to meet and the connections I make. It's just next level. Like, it's unbelievable.
0: It's so cool. The kind of things that happen and the people that you meet when you listen to those little callings from your soul.
1: <laughs> yes. No, my goodness. Like, even what you can tell when you see all my work online, I, I um constantly quote Rebecca Campbell. And Oh, I am obsessed. So the minute like she actually like liked one of my images, I think I had like a massive heart attack. I was jumping around. <laughs> and, oh, my goodness.
0: Oh, my God. That's so exciting. <laughs> Social um, media. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. We can literally connect with people all around the world. And it's amazing. So how did tailored art begin? You say it was so serendipitous. How did it start?
1: So well, before tailored art even was tailored art, I was online one day and I came across another artist who created collages. So I contacted her to get a piece created um, purely for aesthetic purposes, but I thought it would be just fun to have a collage made. I sent her an image and then a week later, I got uh, my piece back. And I still remember the moment that I opened the email and I was in complete and utter awe. Oh, like she portrayed me in a light that I didn't necessarily see myself in, in that moment. And I still remember instantaneously, I could hear my voice reciting uh, affirmations that I once used to stay in the mirror every morning to myself. Like I am a goddess. I am divine. I am fierce. I am strong. And it was literally just seeing myself in this light that she portrayed me in. And that's kind of when I realized that um, the ability of what a collage can do in changing a woman or a man's mindset is actually could be life changing. Because in that moment, I felt a switch flip. I felt myself reconnected again. I could feel me now like contact or getting back into line with my divine essence that was always there. But, you know, sometimes you kind of fall off track or life gets in the way. And it just all kind of reconnected and realigned. And in that very moment, I knew that if I can help other people do this, which I had no idea how to create a collage or any digital art whatsoever. But I was determined in that point that if I can help other women just kind of reconnect and get back to where they know they can be, or some women don't even know where that is just yet. And if a collage can do that, why not kind of give it a try.
0: Wow, that is so beautiful. Yay. That was so much more inspiring than I anticipated. I thought you were going to be like, "Well, I was just messing around in Photoshop one day." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's just that moment when if like when you see it and now even when I send my customers their pieces and well, I guess we'll talk about later but the reiki side of things and Like angel, so what I do is a little bit different than what that artist does. I put my spin on like Reiki and angel therapy and like spirit, like talking to your spirit guides and angels. So I kind of do a little synopsis, I guess, at the end with the piece. And at the end of every piece, I send it over, and always a customer responds back with that is exactly what I'm going through, or this is exactly what I needed in this moment. Thank you. And that's exactly why I'm here doing exactly what I do right now is that. I'm hoping to unlock, reconnect,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your creative process. You like connect with people's angels and spirit guides. So kind of walk us through that a little bit. Sure. So I think the creative process to me has become um, a more of a
1: meditative process now more than ever. I will admit that originally when I started, it was still me kind of learning, but learning how to do it, to be honest. Um, but now it's, it's completely changed. So if a customer emails over their image, the first thing I do is I call on my angels and uh, their angels, and I just look at the picture and connect with the soul. Sometimes that's just minutes and that'll be it. And then I kind of close it down and I wait for the angelic download to come. So sometimes that takes a day, sometimes it takes two days. And in my soul is when I know, okay, I'm ready to create. And um there's this practice that I believe again I learned from Rebecca Campbell where I kind of just sit in that moment there and I sit in a meditative state and I envision a flower on my crown and I envision one petal after the other after the other opening and then a light kind of shining through into my crown, through my chakras, through the root chakra, down my limbs, down my fingers and my toes. And then at that moment, I know I'm an open vessel. So then I call on the customers, spirit guides, angels, my spirit guides and angels, source, she who is. And as there's automatic writing, I believe that there's automatic uh, creation. Uh, I like to call it divine creation, where I use source along with my my hands to create images. So it's a very, yeah, So it is me creating per se, but I think that I have like a team of angels and guides and spirits helping in the process.
0: Wow. That is so amazing. Like I've channeled before, like, um, you know, when you kind of just let like a guide or an archangel kind of write through you. Mm-hmm. That's like the same thing you're talking about, but you're making these beautiful pieces of art with it.
1: Exactly the same thing. Yes.
0: Wow. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so even with like, as you know, since you've done automatic writing that in that moment, you write, and if you were to even ask yourself in five minutes or someone would ask what you wrote, you yourself wouldn't know what you wrote, you know what I mean, if that makes sense to you, just right. because you're channeling that you're not necessarily there yourself, and that's the same thing with the creation process. If somebody asked me a week later, like, oh, what did you mean by this, in that moment, it's, weird. it's a completely different realm that I'm in that I don't think I could connect in the way that it was when I was first originally writing that email, kind of walking you through the session. yeah.
0: And I and that's feel exactly like also, what used to
1: happen. Sorry, go oh, ahead. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel like also whenever you share those types of things with someone in that moment, it really is up to them and their interpretation to say, okay, this is what this means to me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely because it can be interpreted completely different ways and what it means to me may not even be what it means to them. So sometimes when I'm even writing something I'm like I have no idea what this means but I'm just going to send it. This is what spirit has come through with or this is what has come up. I'm going to send it, let it be whatever it comes of it and hopefully they understand because this was meant for them. You know, so sometimes it doesn't always make sense to me either. And that's exactly when I was a reiki practitioner as well. And that was intuitive Reiki. And when I would do that, things would come through that would make absolutely no sense. But to the person receiving, it made complete and utter sense. And that's the hard part is stepping out of that comfort zone of like, just say it, just say it, you know, that voice whispering in the back of your mind.
0: Yes. Every once in a while, something will happen where I'll be giving someone a card reading and there's like this feeling or I'll be in a coaching session with someone and there's this feeling of like, you have to tell this person this, but then there's that discomfort of the ego. That's like, should I really tell that person this, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're like this person's going to think I'm crazy if I say that, you know, but then it's just like, I don't know, kind of getting out of the way to let those messages be delivered.
1: Yeah. Getting out of your mind for sure.
0: Yeah. So as far as Reiki, how did you get into Reiki and how has Reiki helped you? So I once lived
1: in Toronto and I came across, um, my teacher then, uh, I did a Reiki one class with her, or yeah, I guess a class with her and, uh, it was great. I I think it went over really well. um, But then lo and behold, I think it just didn't, it wasn't my path or my time. And then I ended up coming across my second Reiki master, which I, she is my, my goddess. Um, And she kind of, I went to her for a session and I still remember I left that session shaking in tears. And she even knew, she was like, you have Reiki, like you were supposed to be doing this. And and it was a completely different process than my first teacher. And that's what I think is also really important to know, that Reiki is not the same from one person to another to another. Mm. So maybe the first one didn't necessarily speak to my soul completely, but my second teacher, the intuitive Reiki side, was something completely and utterly different. Um, So I did all my training with her. And um, from there, I started practicing at home where I would have – Customers come in, and then I think it just became too strong, and I got pregnant. And it was to the point where like souls and spirits would come in very openly, and uh, I kind of got a little worried because I was breastfeeding my daughter at the time. And now looking back, it's just energy. But I think when I was younger and didn't quite understand it, I was worried. Mm
0: -hmm. So I did
1: stop practicing for a couple of years. Um, and then recently with my second child, I would do Reiki on my belly all the time and Reiki on him when he was born. And it was just a completely different experience again. And this just goes back to like always realigning and reconnecting. There's, there's a time and a place where it's meant to be. And uh, my son, I think, brought me back to it and that turned into not necessarily hands-on or hands-off Reiki, I guess you could say, but that turned into this practice. So even with the images I can um, create, I say that I am indirectly doing Reiki on my customers as well without even really knowing it. So I guess you could call it distant Reiki, just as like I'm working on their chakras, working on their soul, any blockages, any Closed chakras, I work on that through the imaging as well in Mm -hmm. hopes to clear that and maybe give them some foresight or
0: intuition on what's going on. Interesting. So it's really cool to hear how Reiki and its meaning and your learning of it and everything has evolved so much because I think a lot of times we hear about a healing modality and it, we either say, oh, this resonates with me or this doesn't resonate with me. But by finding another teacher, something that felt like eh, I don't know became this like beautiful practice for you
1: mm-hmm. like life-changing life-changing wow. absolutely yeah
0: so for the listeners who don't even know what Reiki is can you give them kind of a description I guess of what Reiki is
1: i I, I like to keep it very simple, especially when I talk to my cu- like new customers about it. I just say it's energy healing. I believe that, you know, we have our chakras um, and if they are all open and running, everything in life kind of just flows. But if for some reason you have a closed chakra or, you know, some there's a blockage or there's something going on, you may not be reacting the way that you would naturally, or for some reason, sometimes it even closes your chakra when you're in a situation where anxiety or you're an empath and your your body takes it on in a way that you may not be ready to handle. So I think what I do specifically with Reiki is I, the very first thing I do is I check all my customers' um, chakras with a pendulum before I even get started. So I know like the areas of work where they need work, where they may maybe need some clearing, some, um, energy flowing through. Because um, really at the end of the day, I think if you have a clear flow of energy through your body, you're able to handle life and all that it throws at you in a in in a way of light. Right. Like we all at the end of the day want to live with light. Like I, I want to portray light every moment of the day if I can. But it's hard to do if your energy isn't flowing as well as it would be. So for me, I think it's all about clearing energy and helping your energy flow through your chakras constantly.
0: Nice. That that's a nice um simple description. Simple version. Exactly. Yeah, because I know so many people will go into this like crazy in-depth um explanation of Reiki, but that's a great way of describing it. It really is energy healing. Like I my aunt is a Reiki practitioner and she um introduced Reiki to me when I was 12 years old and I had an injury in my foot from dance. I used to do competitive dance when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and she held her hands over my foot and she did this like it was almost like a meditation I guess but I was Mm -hmm. 12 and was this like ADD 12-year-old child <laughs> who wasn't very good at sitting still. And she just had me like mesmerized and had wow. me in this almost like hypnotic state when she was guiding me through it. And it was amazing. And I used to have chronic pain in my foot. And after that, I I couldn't even tell you which foot it was. Wow. Yeah, so really it's really amazing the power that Reiki has. So It really is, yeah. Yeah, so you also communicate with your angels and other people's angels, and I really, really, really think that communicating with your guides, your angels, whatever um, – I guess feels good for you to call them or whatever you identify with, I think is so important because it reminds us that we're not alone. Like even when you feel like you're alone, you're not alone. You have all of these otherworldly beings that want to help you and want to guide you and want to support you. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Maybe we can talk about helping people connect to their own angels. So how do you connect with your angels? Like you said, you kind of open yourself up to that flow of energy and welcome them in.
1: Mm-hmm. And it is, it can be a whole meditative state where you like call on your angels, you open your body to be this beautiful vessel. But also like my six-year-old daughter talks to her angels So, and that's simply, hi angels. Like I really need help with school right now. Or, you know, like there are so many ways to do it. And that's the beauty of angel therapy is that you don't, there's no right or wrong way. At the end of it, you just need to ask. That's it. Because they're not going to come in and like swoop down and help you without you asking for help. That's simply the way it works. And I think for me, that was like, even when I lived in Toronto by myself. And, you know, there are times when you live by yourself that, you know, your mind kind of goes all over the place. And I would just sit and talk to my angels in the living room with a cup of tea and have a real conversation. And I still remember the first couple times I did it. I was like, am I just talking to myself? (laughs) Because I don't know if this is real or not. But the more and more I did it, I was like, oh yes, like, yep, I I hear you. Like I feel it. And then just to test the waters, I would I would say, well, can you show me a sign? Show me something right now, just so I know this is real. And lo and behold, they always come through, always, always come through. Whether it be through finding feathers on the floor, finding change in like your sofa, uh, you know, num finding numbers like you know, sequence numbers. There's always messages coming through. We just don't even know it sometimes. So I just always how even my daughter, my husband, we all just have moments where we sit and talk to our angels. Even on the way to hockey, when my husband goes to hockey, he just has sometimes quiet moments. And I'm like, you know, you need to reconnect and know that we, yes, we have each other, but there's something beyond us, something more divine than us that will always be watching over us. But you just need to start that conversation because at the end of the day, like, you know, you have a friend, literally sitting right by your side, like right now.
0: Mm, That is so true. For a while, uh, I felt really alone. Like I just kind of to rewind a little bit back in, I don't know, maybe like 2014. I was just really closed off spiritually. Mm -hmm. I was super anxious all the time. I'd grown up in the church and I got to the point where I realized like, okay, I don't feel like I am a Christian anymore, but Mm. I feel, and I just felt jaded by it, I guess. I felt jaded by religion. And so being out on my own, I just kind of closed myself off to all that. Well, then I had a near-death experience. and. While my car was like fishtailing down the middle of the interstate, I called out to God and I said, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I hit this barrier on the side of the interstate and my car went up on its nose and slammed back down. <gasps> and something said to me, all that hate serves no purpose. Wow. And yeah, yeah and i got out of my car and i looked directly into the sun and i said thank you like something bigger than me saved my life that day without a doubt i can say that something greater than me saved my life that day something wanted me to be here and after that there was no doubt in my mind that there's some greater energy no matter what we want to call it you know sometimes i'll pray now and i'll say dear goddess just because it feels nice to switch up the terminology of it and none of us really know what it is right No. so it just felt good to to reopen that door and realize, "Oh shit, I'm not alone. I don't have to do all this alone." And all those times I felt so worried and stressed, like, "How am I going to do this?" It was literally as simple as being like, "Hey source, hey goddess, hey angels, I need help. I I just want to feel held right now." Or like, "Will you help me feel calm right now?" Like there are so many things and something so much bigger than us that's within us that wants to help us
1: yeah well and you also brought up a good point which I completely missed but at the end of it all when you do feel you know angel source she who is whoever comes through for you is the thank you the gratitude at the end because there's one thing to keep taking from whatever it may be that you believe and I say angels but at the end of the day we always got to say thank you and sit in that place of gratitude So even like I, before I go to sleep at night, before I close my eyes, thank you for this. And thank you for my even simple things. Thank you for the water I drank today. Thank you for that five minutes of silence. Thank you for, you know, my practice. Thank you for meditation. Thank you for introducing me to so many new women. Like it's, there's so many thank yous, but we sometimes forget to do it. But the more we sit in a place of gratitude, it is, gratitude is one of the most, like, I, I call it selfish because the more we keep, Filling ourselves with gratitude, the more things keep flowing our way. It's unbelievable. And the more connections it really you make. really Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's just the gratitude. And you just reminded me when you said that story, because the minute you looked up in the sky, you said, thank you. And that's kind of when everything just started aligning again for you. It's, it's sitting in a place of gratitude for sure.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like we hear about gratitude so much in the spiritual community and the self-improvement world. And it almost seems like, oh, yeah, gratitude, whatever. But it really is like this basis of peace and joy and happiness. And that's why people talk about it so much, because like, man, you can either be in this mindset of like, I don't have enough. Or you can be in this mindset of, look, look at all these things I have to be grateful for. And it's so easy to slip back into that focus on what's lacking because that's what our society thrives on. You know what I mean? That's what this Mm -hmm. Western society thrives on. It thrives on people feeling like they don't have enough, like they're not enough, like they won't be enough, like they can't get enough, because that's what keeps this big, you know, corporate machine going. But really, whenever, whenever we focus on Like, wow, I'm so grateful that I like when we wake up in the morning and say, wow, I'm so grateful that I have a comfy bed to sleep in. I'm so grateful I have hot running water. I'm so grateful for all the love in my life. I'm so grateful for the purpose that I feel. And we start aligning with those things. It's just like you say, we're like a magnet like there's no way your day
1: can go wrong if you start like that I cannot believe that your day will go wrong and if it does you just go back to thank you for this and thank you for this and somehow it erases somehow it evens itself out it's like gratitude and I guess it's a law of attraction too at the end of the day because you're just sitting in happiness and just believing that you know things are going to get better because they do
0: They do. Absolutely. One thing I've aligned with recently is saying thank you to my anxiety. (laughs) Mm. So if I'm feeling anxious, anytime I'm suffering, anytime any of us are suffering, there's a lesson in that somewhere. Yes. Right. There's always that's our soul's way of telling us, hey, something's out of alignment. Like this is something to learn so you can grow. So if I can look at those feelings of discomfort and say, hey, thank you for being here because I know that growth is about to occur, then bam, the anxiety starts to disappear and uh, the lessons become obvious because now I'm focusing on what is instead of what isn't or what's out of alignment.
1: Right. Well, I actually learned this on a podcast and I don't remember whose podcast, but um, it was a lesson of every day, sit with a pen and a journal and write at the top, what does my soul want me to know today? So even after, you know, you, you felt some sort of anxiety or for me, it's just the day to day, go, go, go trying to find that moment of stillness. Like, what am I trying to learn from today? And it's sometimes you don't think and you just move the pen, the stuff that comes out, I don't even know that I'm holding inside sometimes. So it's, it's actually fun to take a moment to let your soul speak as opposed to your mind. Just because so more comes out, you know, and so if, if I try to sit down and I try to do it, I would love to say that I do it daily, but I don't like I would say I do it about three times a week. But what does my soul want me to learn? today, Or what does my soul want to tell me today? And sometimes and it's even interesting when you do it in the morning, as opposed to when you do it at night, they're two completely th- different things that come through, but it's exactly what I need in that moment, which is, again, nice to sit in that and just read it like the next day when I wake up, like, okay, that's, that is kind of what I needed. Yeah, you're right. And I'll sit with that. I appreciate it. And I move on, you know?
0: Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. I feel like a good little meditation exercise to do even before you um, do that is like for a lot of people, their energy gets kind of buzzing around in their headspace. And that exercise specifically is getting you out of your head and into your heart. So if anybody listening wants to try that exercise, even before that, you can just kind of close your eyes for a moment and start to visualize the energy that's flowing around in your mind and create an image for it so you can see it. I like to see mine as like little um, balls of light rushing around, kind of like orbiting around my head. And then I send all of those down into my heart space. So it's almost like that heart energy can transmute it. And then you can go into that, like, what does my soul need me to know today? And bam, all that will come out. Yes. Do you um, also one thing I do before I do it
1: is like I surround myself with a white or pink or both lights before I start. And then again, like it's all about it is very repetitive in my life, but it, I find that it's what helps me. So, even before I even begin, I say, Angels, Spirit guides, I call on you to help me with this right now. Please surround me with a white and pink light and only surround me with things that serve me good and let nothing come between us. That is not of the light. So, if anything did want to come through, maybe wasn't the, you know, put me in the right speck of mind, especially in the beginning. Or in the mornings, like I I don't want something that doesn't serve my highest good in that very moment. Like I want to feel happy, I want to feel fabulous in the morning, so you know my day goes on without a hitch, basically. But I always try to surround myself with like a white and/or pink light because Mm. the angels
0: got your back.
1: You just gotta ask.
0: They really do. I feel like that's an important thing to touch on too. Is like will the guides of the highest truth and compassion please step forward because Mm -hmm. while there are so many you know celestial beings and otherworldly energies that want to help you you may also have some ancestors who have like hella trauma that want to project that shit onto you (laughs) like Like, no, actually, great, 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 great grandmother. I don't need to get married at 16. I'm good, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. but so it is really important to to kind of be really clear about what kind of help you want. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Even when I sit and have conversations with my spirit guides, sometimes I'm like, okay, like
1: they're not like I, I feel like we should clear. Clarify that even when you have a conversation with my spirit guide, like not necessarily others, but when I have a conversation with my spirit guide, it's not like some divine, beautiful butterflies flying like in the air conversation. It's actually like having a conversation with my friend, you know, so sometimes they, I get put in my place. Or sometimes they're a little smart ass, but it's exactly what I need. Like they know the tone to speak to me in, they know how to get my attention at the right points and the tone to be using with me. So I think that's also something really pretty to kind of remember too, is that it's not just how we would envision it in our mind to be this gorgeous little, you know, conversation. It's real deal like having a conversation with your mother. (laughs)
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. There was a time where I was channeling the Archangel Metatron and he was like, I don't want to say reprimanding me, (laughs) um, but was very stern in his approach. And I was writing and he basically wrote me out this long thing of like, you have messages to share here and you have to stop. Like he didn't say you have to, but he basically was, I I can only say it in my words because I don't even remember the exact words that he said. But ultimately he was saying like, don't be vain on social media. (laughs) He was saying like anything you share has to come from your heart and you have to ask yourself before you're sharing things, is this something that I'm sharing from my heart? Or is this something that I'm sharing out of vanity? And it just kind of shocked me a little bit because you do kind of get this image sometimes of like an archangel or a spirit guide and think like, ooh, this is going to be like frou butterfly happiness. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's not. not.
1: (laughs) No, no. Especially when the male archangel, I find it's more the male angels and archangels that are more hardcore and like, right down to the, the dirty when they get mad at you or when they like they're trying to get clear like like just like you said Archangel Michael I like to say he's my homeboy like we have like good conversations with each other but at the same time when I'm not in my place he is more than happy to put me in my place and I appreciate yeah. it right like you, you gotta have those
0: yeah Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, having that friend every once in a while that says, girl, I love you, but are you sure you want to do that? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. Do you do any type of like morning rituals or do you have any daily ritual that you try to do every single day to kind of get centered within yourself before doing this kind of work?
1: I would love to Life. say I have morning rituals, but unfortunately, like in the ideal world, that would be the case. But because I am a mother of two, the regular day-to-day takes up a good, like until my children go to sleep, which I aim for like getting them by into bed by eight. Nine o'clock is when my tailored artwork begins. So it's it's a whole other process where um, it's like a different lifestyle. Like I like to say I'm going to the office in the evening kind of thing. And I work to like the wee hours of the night. So I'm usually working till two, three o'clock in the morning, just because I feel like that's when there's nobody there to kind of break up any energy that's kind of flowing and coming my way. Uh, and it's just, it's, I don't know. I just feel so connected at that, that time. And it's crazy because a lot of people say that, you know, you're most productive first thing in the morning, but I disagree. And I say I'm the most productive in the wee hours of the night. So even with that, I I do like make a nice cup of tea and then sit in meditation for a little bit, um, have my conversations with whoever needs to have conversations with me, my angels, my guides um, before getting started. But I don't think there's anything specifically because again, even in the creation process, it's not just like that. It's not black and white. Sometimes I pull out my... Rise, Sister, Rise, or my Sally Kempton Awakening Shakti book, and I just open it up and look for some sort of guidance on where to begin. Or I pull out my Oracle decks and I do a spread for my customer before I even begin. So nothing's ever in black and white for me. I think I just kind of listen to the divine and see where I'm guided and I just take it from there.
0: nice it's really it's cool to hear that you do your workflow at night and it almost makes more sense for what you're doing because in those late night hours like I mean I'm not as much of a night owl anymore but like it how do I say this like in the daytime the sun is out right so we're (laughs) more connected to that like sun energy that yang energy so at night you're more in your yin energy and it seems like it would be easier to kind of connect with angels and guides and the more emotional side of things at night yeah and it's cool that like you know you're a mom so like that that's the time that it makes the most sense for you. I think <laughs> yeah. So many people, I actually have a friend who was um, actually, I just recorded an episode with her. She's a mom too. And when her son goes to sleep, that's when she works on her YouTube channel. Yeah. And it's just really great to hear like, it doesn't have to be this one way. Like if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. And just because somebody else said like, oh, you know, you're most product," like all oh, great entrepreneurs wake up at 5 a.m. Like, yeah, okay. You know, I bet they don't have two kids, but whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Again, I would love to be that person. Like I truly would, but I just don't think I would be fully functional all day long. Doing that, you know what I mean? And if you look at my pictures, they're usually all moons. Like, I work at the moon energy all day long. Like, it's unbelievable. My whole life, even have you, I don't know, have you read the book Moon Magic by any chance? No, I haven't. Oh my goodness. I've talked about it before. I don't know the author off the top of my mind, but like, the minute I learned about how important the moon is, it's just changed the way I even look at my life now, how I determine my life, how I begin projects, how I start things. Uh, it just It's unbelievable how the moon can sway the way life turns out. It's like even whether you believe it or not, it happens. And then I think it's even more beautiful. It's so connected to the female energy as well, like the yes. way our menstrual cycle goes and how the moon cycle goes hello, like you can't make that up. You really cannot make that up. We are so connected. The female energy is so connected in so many different ways that when you start living by it and actually trusting um, the energies around you and just knowing that is true, not necessarily even understanding why it's true, but just knowing that it's true, like magic happens, like literally magic happens. That's why, again, like I have my little work area where sometimes I love to go up there and just sit in the moon's glow and just bask in her glory because I think it's like there's so much energy like we charge our crystals you know like when it's like a full moon we put our crystals on the windowsill but like do we ever put ourselves by the windowsill and charge
0: ourselves oh my god girl it is so crazy that you just said that because I swear to god the episode that I recorded yesterday I said that same exact thing no yeah (laughs) That's so crazy. <laughs> wow. Great wow. Yeah. Like I literally said, we charge our crystals in the full moon. Why don't we charge ourselves in the full moon? What? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It is so true, though. Like the the moon affects the tides and we as women have tides within us. So mm-hmm. like of course, it's affecting us. I think it's really interesting. Um, Have you ever read about the concept behind like women being um, healers and bleeding with the full moon versus the new Mm -hmm. moon? Yes. So I switch back and forth. And so and I was speaking to someone else at my uh, the yoga studio I work at, and she said she switches back and forth. So her and I kind of just came to this conclusion that maybe we switch back and forth because we're all here to help heal each other. Mm. Yeah. yeah,
1: but I can see that yes, like it's just when we're called to do work, it's when our our period aligns at a certain time, and when it's our time to take rest and let another sister take on the reins our period switches again, you know, like it, it speaks to us in so many different ways. It's, I was trying to find this quote that, um, I can't find it right now, but it just really spoke to me in so many ways when it comes to the menstrual cycle and, uh, I can't find it. Oh, goodness. Oh, here it is. Uh, Our menstrual cycle is connected to the phases of the moon. And as the moon waxes and wanes, our body also transitions to the four archetypes of womanhood each and every month. As the moon controls our cycles, the more attention we put on harmonizing our monthly cycle, the more in sync with the universe we become and the more in sync with all of life we feel. Mm.
0: Unbelievable. I love that. It can be so hard to to really listen to your body and stay in that state of flow whenever you, we're in this society that's so like go go go, push push push, get your work done. And to be able to listen to your body really takes patience. <laughs> Yeah. I remember at one point I was like, oh man, my period's here. Oh, I can't wait
1: till it's over now. I embrace my period. I love it. Like, like at one point I remember I'm like, when is this period thing going to end for me? And then I I remember reading in a book one day, like even cramps is a way of our body preparing women for childbirth one day, like teaching our body that this is what it feels like to have a cramp in your body. Like this is what one day, if you give birth to a child, It'll be a hundred times worse, but this is a feeling of what it is. So even with both of my children knowing that, so I stopped taking the like the Advils and the Tylenols to help with my cramping. I would just understand what it was. And then, even then I would tell my body, nope, this isn't pain. This is my body getting me ready for childbirth. I wasn't even married at the time. And I was like, nope, I will one day be so strong. I'm going to conquer this. And both children, I ended up doing natural uh, births like vaginal births uh, my son was actually at home in our bathtub just because wow. I was training my body but that was because of our menstrual cycle I was training my body every month for years like it's such a phenomenal thing if we actually take to it like if we understand it and give her a moment to understand why she's singing through her vagina
0: Wow, that is so powerful. I've actually had moments where I thought when I was having cramps, oh, fuck, I can't have kids. (laughs) It's the opposite. You can. (laughs) Yes. I've also had moments where I was like, "Okay, like whenever I'm doing yoga and there's a pose that's really challenging, I just breathe through it. So I'm just going to breathe through this, you know. But wow, that's really amazing to hear that you stopped taking any type of pain medication when you got your cramps and then you had natural childbirth. That's wow. That's amazing.
1: When I think it's when I told my body, nope, you're not getting medicine for it. Just breathe through it or let it be and it'll that too will pass. And it did, you know, like I felt like the cramps actually got less uh, painful as I gave it less power if that makes sense
0: wow I'm gonna have to try that because mine have a little too much power right now (laughs) (laughs) wow well I feel like we covered way more than I thought we were (laughs) gonna cover (laughs) We went through periods and everything. We're good. <laughs> yes. So how can people get one of your collages?
1: Really, it's as simple as sending me a DM um, on Instagram. Slide into my DMs and I can um, send you all the information. Um, I help p- choose pictures. So if you have some images, that, um you are interested in working with we can send them over i always like to tell people because people love to send me pictures where they're just smiling directly at the camera and that's it but that gives doesn't give you much to work with so i always tell people you know um when you're looking for an image find like in the moment not staring directly at the camera laughing or just being you you know and those are the images that turn into complete magic But again, so just send me a DM and then send over some images. We can work together to find one that works best for you. And yeah. And then the the next is just after that. Once I get the picture, I send um, either a questionnaire that kind of helps create a piece that best resonates with you or if there's specific things you want to see in your image We can also incorporate those, but the newest thing that I've actually started doing is um, also giving the option for intuitive creation, because a lot of people, um, they think they want to see something, and then they realize after that, no, I think I want to intuitively create it, and it's day and night, two completely different things, so there's two options that you can also pick as well as filling in the questions or the intuitive process, all of which are both magical.
0: But, um, yeah, you just never know what you're going to get. Awesome. So your collages would make an awesome Christmas present. If any of you guys have, like, a spiritual friend that um, appreciates some beautiful art, I definitely recommend reaching out to Parita. So where can people find you?
1: So my Instagram handle is Art. Um, and that is, uh, where I'm doing all my work from right now, actually. So booking and just having a conversation, you can just uh, message me directly on Instagram.
0: Awesome. And that's, can you just spell that for us?
1: Sure. It's T-A-I-L-O-R-E-D dot A-R-T.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Parita. This was a really
1: Thank you so much. This was such a fun opportunity. Thank you so much. I'm so very grateful.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And this was a this was a juicy episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could be of assistance to you, sister. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Feel free to tag at Oracle Aura Podcast or pop over to Apple Podcasts and write me a review. I would appreciate that so much. Have a good day, guys.